This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Big game, big attendance, big win. Welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. Love that theme tune. Maybe I just love everything after yesterday, but what are you going to do? Welcome, everybody, to the Blue Monday podcast. Get your comments going in the chat. We're reading all of them. And when we do get over to the question section, we can take some questions. But if you're watching on YouTube... Dave, this might be Podcast Bunker 2.0. It seems like a bit. Yeah, this is seems my garage, like it, Dave. Is, is it your garage? Oh, fantastic. It's a conversion job, is it? Well done. Well it's done only, only, it's, Richard, it's only cost me twice as much as I thought it would and taken four <laughs> times as long as I thought it would. It sounds like it's lead-lined, Ben. Are you all right? Is it, is it an <laughs> is apocalypse it, that you're protecting is it, is exactly, yourself is it, is, it, is, it, is it doubling up as a shelter? It is. Um, thank you, everybody, in the chat. Say hello to Robert, Lee, Charlie, Matt, Kirk, Michael, Mullet, Dan, Romeo, wow. Veronica, Gary, James, Woo-hoo! Adam. There we go. Oh, David, no pressure. David, Ipswich Town do not win big games. They have had big wins. They do not win big games, certainly since we've been doing the pod. And I always remember Mikey bringing it up. It's been many, many years. I am so pleased they won yesterday. It was a big game and they nearly, but didn't, I'm going to use the word, bottle it for once. No, they didn't. They turned up yesterday. And to be fair, I think everyone would agree, well, Pompey fans probably, but 3-2 flattered, flattered Portsmouth, especially our first half display, which I thought we were we were excellent first half. Um, yeah, we just got the got the job done. Yeah, it was closer than it should have been, really, because we were we were pretty dominant throughout. I mean, you can tell by possession again, but you can tell by possession in the stats. But yeah, it was a um, you know other than that, we'll get onto but other than the two penalties and a Marlon pack free kick. Didn't really lay like the old saying. Didn't really lay a glove on us, did they, Rich? Really, they did Richard, not. And Richard, let me just throw, let me just ask you a question. Not a big win. But a big game. When did Ipswich Town go, go for this in the chat? By the way, guys, when did Ipswich Town last win a big game? I think the win at Wickham last season was a big win. I think the win at Aston Villa, Dave, we went to was a kind of a, a big win. Uh, do you win know what? Watford, do you know a proper big, a proper big, a big game, game at Portman Road, a proper big game at Portman Road as well. You might even have to go far as back as 
Arsenal first leg of the League Cup yeah. semi-final. It was a big, big game. What year with was a that? Massive. 2011, was it? 11? Yeah, to January 2011. Honestly. With the numbers um, in the crowd, in the stadium as well, because that's a fact for us as well. Yeah, yeah, we don't yeah. Like the big numbers, big crowd. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> Michael in the chat, playoff semi v Honestly, there's honestly, well, I, I know what he's saying. Do you know? But this is the point we've made so many times, Rich, on the pod, and I've made many times this season already about a, a culture of winning big games and you know indulging in the big moments and just so pleasing yesterday, wasn't it? And and the fact that we went for it as well um, from minute one. It's not like we were trying to you know use the spectacle to lift us or you know all of the surroundings to try and lift us not for like the, in an fa cup game right? for the occasion we, yeah. we actually turn, i mean as dave said we we absolutely peppered their goal for the first 20 odd minutes before we scored and f- for once you kind of thought right we're up for this and you know to come back twice as well from adversity and the guys spoke about it post-match. I think McKenna mentioned it and the disappointments we've had the last couple of weeks probably really helped us. You know, we have to um, reflect on McKenna's always talking about learning and coming out of certain matches and, and reflecting on the development um, that we need to take from it rather than just focusing on the positives. And, you know, Sheffield Wednesday and Plymouth, we've learned the hard way about dropping points. We didn't do that on Saturday, did we? So... No, so, I big, think, big uh, thank you, Dave. Before you oh, go Gary. on to Gary in the chat, thank Gary. you, Gary. Uh, you know what? I think I, on the super chat. Thank I you. Recently I joined to the Telegram group as well, Gary. So thank you, Gary. Oh, well, in Gary. Oh, he was. Day, yeah, thanks, Gary. I, I think you know the big difference yesterday. I think um, also what made a hell of a difference where we've been perhaps a little bit critical over the last two weeks with the substitutions. Great shout. Yeah. Interesting. Well, let's get let's get on to that. And we we've been we've been going around this, hadn't we? These three huge games, and we discussed: is it preferential to play one big team and then have a nice little run and play another one and another one? And we kind of, you know, it, it is what it is. And you had to play the three big games in a row, and then we're all saying, okay, six points, and we're laughing. Five points is okay, and then you get one point from the from the first mm-hmm. two games <laughs> that it kind of had turned in not not dave looking at the points total if we'd have drawn yesterday no no problem with that but in terms of the context of you literally if you finish in the top six you have to win three big games in 10 days at the end of the season in the playoffs it kind of became a must win not for the points on the board dave but for the psychology yeah Psycholo- psychologically, that was a that was an important win yesterday. Definitely. Oh, David. David, at it again. What a legend. Crikey. Yeah, thank you, David. Twenty euro super chat. Go on, Dave, Dave. But that psychology now, me being selfish and wanting more <laughs> and more and more, I want them to win another big game. Then I want them to win an away game against the big side, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which. Which we did last season, you know, you could say last season we went to Wickham, did a job on them, didn't we? Went to Portsmouth, did a job right Portsmouth, perhaps weren't flying as they are, going as well as they were this season. But, you know, we can do it. And um, no, that that was most pleased. And like you said, psychologically, that was a, a massive, massive win yesterday. Well, let's get into this thing, because um, the selection last week was so close to being brilliant with the Jackson at wingback. Richard, but um, I was surprised actually to see Tyrese John Jules starting in this one. But Rich, let's just bang through that issues team. You can give me your thoughts. Walton in goal, Edmondson, Wolfenden, Danassian, Davison, Burns, Morsi, Evans, 
Harness Chaplin, well, I've already mentioned the, the one interesting calling, John Jules. Rich, what are your thoughts? I think all of us are in the same boat, Ben, on that one. Um, it, it appears that uh, Caden Jackson's an away player, perhaps. Um, <laughs> and it certainly suited the, the system last week and it, and it did a Burton and all that kind of stuff as well. So uh, what I love is, you know, you know, 90% of that, 95% of that team, I think most of us could name. We were trying to be clever on the pre-match show um, and lots of suggestions of potentially different formations and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, really, the only debate apart from that front position and I thought Ladapo might get the nod um, because of Pompey being more of a physical team um, was Edmondson at centre-back but he came in at the, on the left-hand side it was a real we were kind of bemoaning the lack of a Burgess on Saturday that would have been tailor-made him versus Colby Bishop um, but more John Jules yeah well and 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 I, I it was difficult for me to um, understand the John Jules from the first half because I'm in the North Stand lower. I couldn't really see what he contributed, but having watched the highlights um, and heard Ian Westlake's thoughts, um, he appeared to have a good game. Second second half, maybe both he and the, the, the tens kind of faded a little bit, but I, I love how McKenna keeps us guessing a little bit. And as we said on the Telegram, it means the opposition don't know what to expect either. But That's very true. Other than that, it's as you were, isn't it? And, you know, that's, that's yeah, that front nine, that front position just... Yeah, maybe Ladapo's played himself into some form now, but other than that, everything else picks itself, doesn't it? Um, Long answer, Dave, sorry. No, no, no. Dave, <laughs> I thought it was a bit of a gamble to play John Jules. I, I thought it would be Ladapo as well. Yeah, I, I thought it would be Ladapo. When I saw this side, I was quite I was quite surprised. Um, has he, correct me if I'm wrong, has he played so far this season in that central role up top on his own? Had he played that before? Shrewsbury. Maybe Shrewsbury. And had he scored. Okay. Yeah, he was good in that game, but different yeah. opposition, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by the thoughts on Mc, from McKenna there, and obviously, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it was it's different opposition. Perhaps he just thought he would be, you know, a little bit more cute or pull the, you know, the pull the central two because they were playing effectively a four four two, I think, seemingly a four four two, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, I don't know. Looked like it. Four four effing two. Four four effing two. And yeah, maybe they thought he would, you know, he John Jules would perhaps pull their pull their central two around a bit more. But you know, I guess I, I thought he was very. Very good first half. I mean, we all were, all the team was, but I thought his touch and everything, he, he looked he looked classy first half. Very good. Yeah. Uh, Bench, Ladapo, Edwards, Bull, Vincent Young, Jackson, Keogh, Cladkey, Dave. This is a good looking um, Pompey Squad. team with the the right the right players in the right holes for the yeah. system and the type of football they want to play. Griffiths in goal, Ogilvie. Morrison, every time Michael Morrison leaves a club, I always think, oh, he's kind of stepped down. I thought, I've, I've still got him halfway up the championship and he went off to... Uh, Ogilvy was a weird, Ogilvy for me was a weird one at first because he was playing left. He was sort of playing on, down the left yeah. with a right, right. Yeah, playing right footed on, on the left side, which was quite... Out of uh, necessity because of injuries, Dave. Yeah, I would have uh, thought, yeah. Right, Raggett, Robertson, Dale, Pack, Morell, Caroma, how'd they get him? Uh, Bishop <laughs> and Scarlett, who Kieran McKenna uh, referred to as one of the best young players in Europe. That's one of the Eiffetaris, John Jills. I wonder if McKenna maybe. I think he actually, I thought I, I thought he said, I saw somewhere it said the world. I saw somewhere. <laughs> oh, really? I'm sure he said that. Well, it was a little bit, a little bit over time. My only, my only, um, my only um, thought about Scarlett, how good would it have been if he'd been captain? How good would it have been if it had been Captain oh, Scarlet? Hey. Come on. Come uh, on now. That's one, one for the of my, kids. 
when I friends tweeted something about Thunderbirds the other day, and uh, the Jerry Anderson account liked the tweet, and he got very, very. Oh, excited. I would say that was a 1970s Super Mario Nation reference for Super those, uh, for those old enough out there to uh, recall that. Thanks uh, Bench, for Pompey. Uh, so let me just bring that up. Curtis, Tony Cliff. Um, I think he's just Hackett now. He just wears Hackett on his back. We call him that. Jacobs, Mingy, Ron Swanson, and Josh. I'm not even going to bother pronouncing that because I will just butcher it. Um, Dave, uh, Kieran McKenna always talks about fast starts. Did we get one? Take me up to the first goal. Yeah, we absolutely took it to them, didn't we? Right from the off, really. Absolutely right from the off. Um, everyone was on it. You know, again, that, that sort of Danassian Burns axis was working working well down the right side. Burns looked on it. I thought it was perhaps Burns' best game of the season, actually. I really did. Um, so again, first half. We were so good first half. Um, yeah, um, Chaplin hit the post. There was a bit of a scramble in the box. Chaplin hit the post. John Jules perhaps should have scored from a Davis pullback. Um, yeah, it was um, it was all it was all pretty all pretty dominant really. And Rich, just the the quality of Chaplin for the goal, isn't it? Yeah, well, I, we have to give credit for Morsey as well. Yeah, breaking up midfield. I think it's um, is it Dale that yeah, he, he a, gets the ball off as well? Who, Dale. Yeah. yeah, who yeah had a bit of a strange game. Maybe lucky to end the game on the pitch. And Chaplin's alive. John Jules is involved as well. But the uh, Chaplin's just instinctive, isn't he? Um, and and gets that ball through to harness. And I guess we're all sat there thinking, bloody hell, that's a long old time to think about this one. It's harness isn't. You know, we have to be honest. Harness hasn't had maybe a good couple of weeks, and it, from the high standards that he's set since he's joined. But really calm, he lets Griffiths come out um, and maybe Griffiths overcommits a little bit early, slots it underneath him and dream start, well, not dream start, but dream partway through the first half and harness, celebrates the goal as you as you want them to do against an old team, Ch- taps the badge, doesn't he? Um, and Portman Road is in delirium and no less uh, after a really impressive, uh, you know, plenty of goal attempts starting to get a little bit apprehensive that we're not going to take them. And then we do just at the right time. And it's a really nice finish. Those two look pretty indispensable now, those. I mean, I, I get I get a bit kind of, you know, old two tens or whatever. It's a front three, isn't it? They're scoring goals and they're chipping in, Dave, aren't they? Yeah, they are. It was really good from Chaplin. It was a lovely weighted ball. So you can get that. You know, it's not easy. I mean, he's running. He's running forward, and he actually played it off his off his wrong foot. He played it off his right foot, and and you know, I think props to Harness, who would obviously come in off the left and and um, timed his you know timed his run perfectly. You know, you see a ball slip through that there. You know, where I sit, immediately looking at the linesman in front of me, who to be fair didn't give anything all day, let alone <laughs> throwing or on a offside for Christ's sake. Literally and, says yeah, that great. every week, Rich. I mean, no, they don't. I mean, they don't. They don't. I I kid you not. There was a definite second half, a foul on that. Well, we'll get into that. Um, And yeah, he takes a couple of touches, squares a keeper up, doesn't he? And um, yeah, it's a really confident finish. And and yeah, he was getting it. He was getting it big time from the Pompey fans all game pretty much. So um, yeah, I think that was a kind of sweet moment for him, really. Yeah, Raggett didn't cover himself in glory, did he? I mean, he's not the quickest. um, But they just, yeah, yeah. just too far Parting of the waves, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we we see all these numbers about, you know, winning the ball in the final final third. And I mean, without sounding like a smug Ipswich fan, we show up well on most numbers. But if you're going to be ahead on winning the ball in that, I know I didn't win it in the final third, but essentially high up in terms of where the game is, do something with it, you know, quickly out your feet, bosh, in behind goal, 
you love to see it. But what you don't love to see, Dave, is a penalty not long after this. Just just quickly, I think we're we're all okay. This is the the right decision, and it's a genuine attempt to play the ball. So it's not a it's not no, a it is. Card, it's just, it, it, but as as Rich said, you know, we as we both said, we were so dominant. It was just out of nothing. It really was out of nothing, and a big. We knew that was ball. how they were going to score. Well, I know, well, I know, and it was going to be direct. It's a big it? punt forward from from Griffiths and Edmondson, I thought, you know, was back to somewhere near his best yesterday. I thought he was really good yesterday. Seemingly got sort of caught under the ball, didn't he, where the ball sort of drops and he doesn't sort of done one thing or another and sort of like fires it forward. And it's good from Dale. I must say, sort of criticised Dale for his, some of his antics and some of his play through that the game. It was a lovely club, first time. It was a really, ball, yeah. yeah. Um, and again, a bit of a misjudgment. It was a weird one, wasn't it? Because <laughs> Wolfenden sort of seems in a really good position, really good position. And basically, I think he just gets caught by the bounce of the ball. He sort of the ball almost spins. But Dave, doesn't. The if ball, he the just ball run back towards the goal, he would have been fine, wouldn't he? He would have been yeah, goal he would have side done. of yeah, Scarlett, he tries, it? Yeah, he tries to attack it, gets caught there sort of thing. And um, and yeah, Scarlett just gets wrong side of him. And yes, it, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, no, Walton's a genuine attempt to get the ball. Um, yeah, he's just too clever for him. He catches him, catches him late. Um Bishop penalty. Scarlett's rapping as well, bit. isn't he? Yeah, he <laughs> Sorry. is. A little quick. bit, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, Bishop penalty, hard and low. And unfortunately, yeah, um, Walton makes a good fist. Oh, it goes the right way, but just sort of too much power and goes beneath him, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but yeah, a bit of a, oh, what? How? <laughs> there was no, it literally, we were so dominant up to that point, it was out of nothing. So yeah, you're sort of back on your heels a bit. You agree with that, Rich? Yeah, spot on. And yeah, I mean, it is one of those ones where you kind of think, man, this is just going to, it's going to turn now. It's it's just happened in the first half <laughs> rather than the second half as it has in the previous weeks. Um, but we settled back and and I was, a, I mean, overall, I was I was expecting more from Portsmouth. I mean, they were, they had a, we'll talk about the second half, they had a spell for 20 minutes where, you know, they were the better team, I think. And, and maybe we'd regressed a little bit and a little bit shell-shocked perhaps, but they were i wasn't ex- i was expecting them to be pressing us much higher and they did did that a little bit but scarlet wasn't in the game really at all Karoma wasn't in the game bishop was no. holding the stuff up but really they they weren't contributing a huge amount to the spectacle pompey and to for us to be so dominant to have those chances and then to be pegged back from a, a penalty out of nothing and i mean both the penalties kind of came out of nothing didn't they dave it's like emotionally they you're were. kind of thinking brilliant we're we're set here I think- just this is great just hold on to it get a third get a second kind of thing and and then suddenly we uh, there are individual errors aren't there even with the second one yeah there are I, I think we've got i've got to give a mention to a bit of skill from chaplin though goodness every single game he seems to pull something out and it's a ball that's sort of drilled into him i think from the i think from maybe from davis correct me if i'm wrong it may be a straight ball from the bat i can't remember ball's coming to him at pace and he's sort of like I don't know, he does it. He sort of flicks it up on his instep first time. And as he's falling, just plays the pass oh, the volley off pass to, to, to Burns. Burns who's in. It was just outstanding. It, that Every single game, he, he, he comes up with something like that. Either that drop the shoulder where the defender just goes one way and he spins away. But this was something else. And I'll tell you what I'll compare it to. Probably one of the best passes I've ever seen was that that 6-1 Man City, the David Silver swivel volley pass to Ed and Jetko when he goes one-on-one with De Gea in the <laughs> 6-1 game. Just ridiculous. It was it was as good as that almost. It was absolutely outstanding. And Burns does well. If he hits it low, he probably scores at keeper makes yeah. a good save. But just breathtaking bit of skill. So into the second half, Rich, does the does the pattern stay as is? I know Cowley goes to the bench 
first. No, I, 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 Pompey came out much better, actually. Um, they were a lot more compact, but they had a lot more of the ball. Uh, you know, not masses and masses of chances. There's a free kick from Pack, which is kind of <laughs> swerving a little bit, and Walton gets double hands to it and fists it away. Um, but it, I don't know, Dave, whether you agree Pompey dragged us down to their level a bit, or we just I think they did. maybe we were a little bit shell shot from the and there was some, there was some there was some antics going on, weren't they? Dale oh, yeah. was a horrible little player, wasn't he? And you're right, he probably you know just on totting up alone, he probably could have gone. He was late a few times, and he got away with it. Particularly one, I think that was him who caught Davis. That was a nasty one right in front. And this is what I'm saying, the linesman. It was literally five yards in front of the linesman. Linesman doesn't flag, doesn't you know? He's obviously told not to for fouls and stuff. But Rich, I think you'd agree. Yeah, there was much more, much more even. But Crosses in the box again, they didn't from really them as well. But it was a lot of the end of it. It was not meh football, you know. They didn't really, yeah. other than the free kick. And as I said, other than the free kick and the two penalties, they didn't really threaten their corners. weren't great. I didn't think when they did have set plays, we think bloody hell, you know, they got ragged and some big guys there, but we dealt with them pretty well. And I, I'd agree with you. We didn't do they, anything, they were, did we? I mean, not I, really. I, I, no, Morsi and Evans did. No, weren't landing on well, the ball. Was, yeah, no. You're right. It was just not it's a bit harsh to say drag this down to their level. But but yeah, they, they probably managed the game pretty yeah. well, you know, start of the second half. And the front yeah. three Ben couldn't get on the ball either. We just, no. the ball didn't stick with us really. And it would get up to halfway and then it would be recycled back. But as Dave said, they weren't, they weren't creating chances and testing Walton. Um, no. And you kind of felt like they were happy with the point and maybe it was just, you know, we'll keep Ipswich at arm's length. And, and if we can sneak a set piece and we know that they're the top scorers in the league on set pieces, then great happy days. We'll have a, we'll have a two one rather than a one or, but they looked happy with a one or one. And we just didn't really have a huge amount going for us. And I was hoping that McKenna was going to make subs and maybe, you know, the subs will talk about those because they changed the game in a second. I thought they were maybe five minutes too late, but as it happened, they were maybe perfectly timed. Dave, I don't know. Well, here they come. Yeah. Here they come, the beautiful ones. And I mean, <laughs> Freddie Ladapo and Kyle Edwards for Tyrese John Jules and Marcus Harness. And um, Ladapo with his first touch, Dave, and um, giving a little bit back to the North Stand after a few um, sarcastic chants last yeah, week as well. No, was, Great finish, it, though. Oh, it, was, it was absolutely brilliant. Edmondson, I think it's Edmondson who does quite well, brings the ball out and. Um, Lays it into um, and um, I think I think initially no he brings up the um, which Davis I think of a goal yeah Davis of course because the other the, the, yeah I'm thinking Edwards lays it into Davis who, who, who does really well Davis is improving I think week on week gets his you know advances gets his head up doesn't just put it in an area but you know pulls it back and this is a great finish isn't it from probably what ten yards out just on sort of like the angle the angle ten yards out. Super first time, just swivels, finishes, top corner, keep top to the right of Griffiths in the top left corner. Just lovely, lovely finish from a which surprisingly good finish from a guy who's, let's face it, up till now has been generally out of sorts, you know, getting getting pelters to a degree from the from the north, from the Sir Bobby Robson and stuff. So, yeah, absolutely brilliant, brilliant finish and a good team goal, really. Your thoughts, Rich? Yeah, it was maybe, um, you know, Ed, we have to praise Edmondson. Um, because as yep. we were saying, the ball, the ball wasn't really sticking in midfield and there wasn't a huge amount of creativity and Edmondson marauds up the field, doesn't he? Um, and Davis had a decent game. I thought first half he got done a couple of times defensively, but overall from an attacking sense, he made a big contribution. And as you say, I mean, it, it's a it's a nicely weighted cross 
pass back, you know, back across to him, and a, lo- a really, a really neat finish from Ladapo. And you're right to, you know, as much as the, you know, he he deserves the ability to cup his ear to the to the north, then hopefully a little bit jovially rather than yeah. seriously, but his finishing in those situations hasn't been great. You know, he's got, I don't want to slag off McGoldrick unnecessarily, but McGoldrick used to get in really good positions front and center in the penalty area and hit them low and straight at the goalkeeper. This one was traveling really nicely placed, really good technique, kind of a swivel side foot and the North stand goes crazy. Swivel and side foot. I like and we've gone yeah. as similarly to the penalties. And we'll, I mean, we're going to talk about another one in a sec out of nowhere, really that goal. <laughs> You know, we, we hadn't really imposed ourselves at all until that goal. So, yeah, the mood lifted and then it's going to change immediately. Well, Rich, I'll stay with you. I think Dave coined the phrase, sucked the air out of the stadium. Um, I love Sam Morsi. What you get is wholehearted, all in there tackling, but it, take me through this penalty. <laughs> I, I mean, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what the chat think about this. From from what I've seen on Twitter, most people don't think this is a penalty. Really? I'm pretty confident it's a penalty, you know, comfortable <laughs> it's that it's a penalty. And and, I, and I, I think the mitigating circumstances is that Morsey wins the ball first, right? It's Curtis in the penalty area. From where I was in the North Stand, I kind of thought he might have been outside. Referee's obviously got a better view than I have. Um, but he's clattered him to get, you know, after the ball is cleared, he's clattered him in the area right on the edge. And, uh, you know, it's it's a really easy decision for the referee. He doesn't have to think too much about it. And, and the, the wind is taken out of ourselves almost immediately having, you know, got him got back into the game, having not been anywhere near it. Um, and to be fair to um, to Colby Bishop, um, he stuck it the other way, sends Walton the wrong way. And Pompey game plan is working a treat, isn't it? And incredibly, uh, well, and, and amazing, absolutely, but amazingly, what a bit of history that is. The first ever player, opposition player, to score two penalties at Portman Road. That is, uh, I, I can believe that, really. But that is true, because Stat even confirmed it, so you know it's true. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people saying it's not I a thought penalty. I'd trigger a few people. Um, I, I, I'm not seeing why that would not be a penalty in the chat. But look, it is it, it is what it is. He's um, You're told to stand up, aren't you? And he's literally jumping in the air. And I dare say... It's borderline I love, dangerous. I love, all you guys, I love all you guys in the chat, but I dare say if that was the other way around, I I think you may be singing a different... Maybe singing a different tune there, I but mean, it, didn't, it didn't matter, Dave, because we're going to get a bit of a muggy winner here. I mean, again, I know where it's a minute later, isn't it? It's probably the next phase of play pretty much after we kick off. But, yeah, this I mean, this is a good goal. Okay, bit fortuitous, perhaps the end of it. But it's good play. Davis gets a ball wide left and absolutely pings it in, doesn't he, to Ladapo. And this is where Ladapo is good. His first touch was good. You know, John Jules, John Jules' first touch was great, but I don't think he's got Ladapo's overall physicality and presence about him. Ladapo does well, holds it up, holds off, holds off the defender, brings... Um, Brings Davis in the play again, who just slips it, just slips it right on the line of Edwards, and it's absolutely brilliant from Edwards. And you know he's, you know, you know he has got it in his locker. We've seen very, very rare flashes of it, but absolutely drives to the byline. Um, Ogilvy does well actually to keep with him, I think. Um, and what I like about Edwards, he can go left or right. He's comfortable seemingly on both sides. Goes to the byline, tries to stand up one to the back post. Yeah. Ogilvy gets a challenge in, and for once it goes our way. Sort of deflects up, loops over Griffiths. Fairly average defending, I think, by Robertson on the line. Who basically, I don't he's think he up. knows Burns. I don't think he knows Burns is there. Even he's sort of like, 
ball watching, and fair enough, Burns has come off the right. Okay, what do you want him to do? What head it over the head it over well, the bar? Well, he he'd be Adams to get that away, wouldn't you? Well, I know, but you know what I mean. Surely's got to try, try, but he just pretty much stands there and let he's sort of ball watching, and he lets um lets Burns just have well free nod. Thanks very much. Bang like this and two yards. Happy days. Burns said it hit him in the hit him in the face, and he thought it was uh, what Burns said in his post match. I don't know if you've seen it. He said he thought it was going to hit the bar, so he was kind of. Uh. You know, maybe yeah. he's expecting hold, hold your run and it's going to bounce back out. I, I thought it it's a borderline penalty on Edwards as well. I mean, we need to mention, um, and McKenna was really positive on Edwards in his post-match, that it's the best he's trained in the last couple of weeks yeah. since he's been at the club. I wonder whether yeah. he might start on um, on Tuesday against Cambridge and I'm down that left-hand side as well. You know, McKenna was saying he's the only, he's the, only, he's the best player we've got running you know, running one-on-one with an opposition player. He just dives straight for the line. You know, he's trying to get a cutback. It's a really good, you know, there's a triangle there of, I think it's Ladapo, probably Davis and and Edwards. Mm. And I think Ogilvy's challenge is agricultural at at best. And maybe everyone pauses and stops because they assume that the referee haven't given what, our chat suggests is a soft yeah. penalty, although I'm not I'm not subscribing to that. Let myself. it go, let it go, move on. I'm, I'm just triggering people, Ben. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe people stop and expect the referee to give another penalty for us, and, and that's why everyone clocks off. But fair play to Burns. Uh, and as Dave has already said a couple of times, I think his best appearance of the season so far, obviously that, that work oh, yeah. going away with Wales boosted his confidence a little bit, um, but no less than we deserved. So- and what a weird game it was, though, when you think about it. And, you know, great for us that we scored straight after that penalty, having, you know, had the, the wind taken out of our sails, as I said. Um, and then Portman Road, uh, pack out Portman Road. We, the fans get involved and start reversing the s housery on the opposition for once. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think what what you're right. Edwards was just so positive, wasn't he? Mm, I love that direct out and out winger. Absolutely, you know, right full back. I'm going to take you to the and he does, and it's yeah, superb and great because you know I, I think I've said I think we've all said on the pod that you've, you've seen that he's got it in flashes. You know, he's got pace. He's he's seemingly two footed. Um, you know, he really does look the part. So um, yeah, let's hope he can. You know, he can just take it forward take it forward from there and as rich said you know he's obviously trained and caught the caught the manager's eye and um hence he's um he's got his he's got his reward just a word on burns probably i guess in welsh training you know wide right he's probably just um benefited from picking up 60 yard crossfield balls from gareth bale probably <laughs> easy <laughs> yeah okay easy. i'll just bring this one down yeah right yeah i just think over the last couple of years it's become less of a thing a, a winger um, you know, going back into that wing back position. When you when you look at how teams play now and when they set up from the goal kick, they're miles up the pitch. Anyway, I've seen Chris Willock, who's like one of the best attackers in the championship, play wing back for QPR. But it's just yeah. a winger from a you know. A, a, so I don't have I don't have an issue. I know we've sort of seen Caden Jackson there and Kyle Edwards there in the you know the, the kind of last couple of weeks. But well, Mick, just, well, Mick used to say he's got chalk on his boots. Joke on his boots. Just fantastic. Um, not just winning. Look, I would have taken a boring 2-0. Um, you, you take the two in and the throw. And maybe that was the only way we win the game by literally bang, bang, goal, 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 you know, at, at the end there. Maybe it would have been a nervy 2-2 um, in the last 10 minutes. But, um, yeah, just final reflections, Rich. 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Yeah, it's interesting that I, I mentioned the the crowd getting involved as well um, and a few people. I mean, that's going to, everyone's going to have a different opinion on that one. My perspective is I, I um, have sat here for two years, three years, even watching teams come to Portman Road. And just not, they're not here for a football match. You know, as, as long as Saturday was going to be a football match, I think we were going to win that. And that and that has proven to be the case. You know, if the fans want to hold on to the ball, as long as it doesn't get, get a bit stupid. And it probably it probably crossed the line a little bit. And there was a situation down in the front of the Cobbles stand. But, you know, that's frustration at Portsmouth as well. I think all of us probably, and I don't want to be unnecessarily critical because there's different ways to win football matches. You know, ours has got maybe the purest way and we can feel very smug about that. But frankly, if if we don't get promoted and Portsmouth do, then what good is it? So there's got to be a bit of an edge to it. And and McKenna came out and said some really interesting things at full time as well. There was just a bit of an edge to us and a competitive edge, which I really liked. And part of that is the crowd getting involved in the ways that, in the way they did. And as long as it's not stupid and, you know, the referee's going to add time on, I'm, I'm kind of, I, I'm a bit, I'm, I'm partial to a little bit of it if I'm honest but you know psychologically Ben just a, a big win that after the two matches previous and Portsmouth turning up unbeaten and trying their best to kind of good, maybe good, spoil it good as a tie. side with some good players yeah. honestly yeah uh, you know and the fact that Coroma and Scarlett re- apart from the penalty Scarlett really didn't feature you know we have to take a lot of credit out of that but psychologically Ben I think it just feels like a, a lot of monkeys are far back as it were I I just think there's more examples of um, the likes of Gareth Ainsworth and Paul Warren being promoted. I'm racking my brain. I'm thinking about Mark Robbins, Coventry. They kind of, you know, were sort of fairly fluid. But generally, it's it is these it is. these workaday. I've even heard Paul Warren in his interview now over at Derby saying, you know, um, what did he say about the third tier? Sometimes you've just got to turn the defence and you'll win games. 
Yeah. That's that mm. simple. Just so get out of it. And a lot of, you know, it, it will work. <laughs> there's a lot of purist chat in our Telegram group about, you know, this, the way that we set up is, you know, means that moving up to the championship is going to be more straightforward. We've got to get out of this league. And, and it's really, it's, it's, it adds credibility to the fact that McKenna and, and Martin Pert have, and, and all the backroom team have figured out a strategy here that's going to give us more points. You know, you look at the, the points on the board in League One this time last season. We are ahead of where I think Wigan and others were at this point last season, and certainly where we are. I think we were bottom half on ten points at this point. You yeah. know, so so even though we are playing this attacking passing style of football, it's working so far. And if it could work against Portsmouth, it'll mean it works against probably most of the rest of the division because Pompey will be one of the best exponents of it, won't they? Oh yes, Dave. No, I agree. No, I, I agree pretty much with that. I mean, you know, you Ben, quite rightly, probably extolling the extolling the virtues of Portsmouth, but they really weren't that good yesterday. They really weren't. But that might be, you know, I'm saying in no small way that was down to down to our overall performance. But yeah, you know, you you spoke about Karama. You spoke about Scarlett. Didn't really see him. Didn't really see him at all. Karama was hooked fairly early, wasn't he? Um, I'm pretty sure Karama went, when did he go? He went fairly early. I thought Karama went 65. He, he was hooked for Curtis on 65. Um, yeah, just a good, a good solid performance. Um, probably should have, the, the winning margin should have been greater, but as you say, a big, big win. And I, I was just thinking yesterday, um, you know, we've been talking all season, holes in the squad, Experienced player, well, that's filled by Keo. Big lump um, attacker has been filled by a Hadmo. Bishop had fit in nicely. He just he just oh. finished that finish yeah, off. He, he was, He's been he a real good. tough we, opponent for Accrington. We played him. Well, I, I thought Rich. We played him well, didn't we? We did play him well. You know, you know. But he, yeah, he's good. He's, he's going to score. He's, Rich. He's going to score loads of goals for Cowley Force. Yes, I mean, you've got to feel sorry for Joe Pigger, haven't you? He's probably fourth <laughs> choice now about there. But he's, yeah, I've I've liked Colby Bishop for ages, and I, I'm sorry, broken record. He used to play for <laughs> Leamington FC, who I used to watch back in the Midlands, and you know, he's, he's had a really rapid progression through the league but at this level you know he he will score 15 20 goals for them no problem at all and you know took his penalties really well you know he's a focal point he's a he's a menace and against lesser teams than us he will create havoc so you know we've we have to i think dave's point is fair isn't it pompey didn't really show up and i think you have to put that down to us tactically McKenna got it mm. spot on i I, I know we played them well yesterday. I know you were both there and I weren't. I still think that Pompey squad with Cowley should be above 80 points by the end of the season. I think, I think when we're... Yeah, yeah, I think we're right, yeah. The only problem is I've got about nine teams in my top six at the moment still and it's not getting... No, I'm now it's putting Bolton, press, though, isn't it? That, Bolton and Barnsley in there as well and Peterborough. I don't think Peterborough... We'll talk about that in a second. Right, what we're going to do, guys, uh, we'll go over League One, then... Hold fire, we'll take your questions. Brilliant support, by the way. While Rich is plugging Blue Monday Live, I just want you to all hit the thumbs up button on the video. It may seem silly, but it really, really helps um, our stream get out to as many people. Hopefully, we can get one or two Pompey fans in to get their view as well. Um, David, that's really, really too kind. A 10 euro super chat. Rich, Blue Monday Live, go. Yeah, I, I tweeted um, out from the Blue Monday account last night at 7.30 thinking in six weeks time the doors will open to us and um, 
hopefully like a Wild on the back West of saloon, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. They'll swing open and shut behind <laughs> us. Um, and uh, we want as many of you there as possible. It's fantastic. I mean, I have to say, since we've gone live with these shows, you know, th- three shows a week, pretty much live now, um, the chat is always brilliant. Obviously, the Telegram group's been a revelation for us as well. But we'd much rather see all of you lovely people in, in three dimensions if we can. So tickets are on sale. You can head oh. to... BlueMondayITC.co.uk. There's a link on the top of the page there, um, an Eventbrite link there. And um, if you're a member of, if you're a paid subscriber to Telegram, we've got a discount for you as well. I'm sure nearer the day we might do some ticket giveaways as well. We know it's not a great time in terms of spending money, but plenty of stuff planned there. I've already sorted out a couple of people for um, to join a Q and A. Um, we'll hopefully announce them soon and more to follow. And hopefully, as I say, just a nice communal chat and. We have to say massive thanks to, to Ipswich Town for letting us do it in the Savoy Robson Suite. Who'd have thunk it? So, yeah, Blue Monday Live, 12th of November, 7.30 start for it. Well, 7.30 for a 8 p.m. kickoff. We want plenty of fun stuff planned and we'd love to see you there. Um, Dave, have you got your outfit sorted out? <laughs> Sparkly oh, oh, jacket. Oh, so not, not yet, just sort of deciding what, what to wear on the day. Obviously, weather weather dependent, really. But, yeah, we'll... Um, <laughs> Practical we'll, we'll, as ever. Oh, yeah. um, guys, I, I can see some questions coming in for the Q&A, but we will just, I'll try and scroll up because I've got Marco there with David's super chat there. Um, we'll scroll up, but we just need to go over um, League One. So maybe um, I'll bang through these results. Maybe uh, if you guys both pull out a story or other. Um, it was Accrington 3, uh, Morecambe 1 in the Lancashire Derby up there. A bit changed by red card, that one, but... Accrington three wins on the bounce. Bolton are a nuisance, aren't they? They're continuing to win. They beat uh, Mark Kennedy seemed to go all out defence against them and they've been quite open. So um, I think that says a lot. Um, a hell of a performance by Victor Adebayo for um, Burton. Uh, I think they're closing up now. A bit worried about Forest Green, I have to say. That was 3-2. Also a bit worried about the spectre of Paul Warren and Derby. They won 2-0 at Cambridge, who done very well to hold on to uh, Mark Bonner. I would quite happily be playing them without him in the dugout, but it uh, looks like the Exeter manager is going to go and do the Rotherham job. Uh, Charlton one, Oxford one, and move on. Cheltenham two, Shrews nil. Exeter two, Bristol Rovers nil. As we say, we think Matt Taylor's going to Rotherham tomorrow, which would weaken those. But brilliant front three as well, um, Dave. You'd like them. Stansfield, Brown and Nombe up top. Nombe. They're a bit of needle in that one. Fleetwood nil, Barnsley one. A bit of a nuisance Ooh. as well. Great assist by James Norwood. Last mm. minute winner there. Uh, MK2, Peterborough three. Peterborough just weird at the moment. They're either on a winning streak or a losing streak. But Poku, uh, Jay Jones and Clark Harris up top doing the business. They're Port Vale nil, Wednesday one. They are grinding it out. And Plymouth is just good, aren't they? They're annoyingly good. They're, I, I kind of looked at that this week and I thought, ah, Ipswich at home, that suits Plymouth way better than Wickham away does. No, nil one there. Uh, Richard, anyone you want to pick out um, in those results there from this past week? Yeah, get your questions good... in, but sorry, Rich, get your questions in, by the way, uh, in the chat. Go ahead, Richard. It wasn't a great round of games for us, was it, in terms of those wins? And yeah, Barnsley, are, I, we were debating whether Barnsley are the form, apart from Plymouth, obviously the form team, and it's a nice last minute goal there, a good, a nice cross from Norwood, as you mentioned. Um, but what a goal from Volks, wasn't it, to get the points that for Sheffield Wednesday? Take a bit Wednesday. of a nick off the defender on the tackle. Did it? Did it okay, look like, I couldn't really tell. It looked it looked like he looped decent. it more than 
More needed, but you might you might be right. Go, sorry, Maybe go sorry, but yeah, it, it wasn't a. It was. I mean, it was a good weekend for us to be winning, wasn't it? To to maintain pace, and as I su- suggested just before, that top eight now it's really starting to compress, isn't it? And I'll let Dave talk about some of the others, maybe. But yeah, Sheffield Wednesday. I was really hoping that Port Vale might keep them, hold them to a draw there, and you know, even Plymouth took a penalty from Cosgrove to win that one. I thought. On the on the balance of at least on the stats, it looked like quite an even game there. So, yeah, interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, yeah I think with yeah, I mean, I think with the, there, Argyle, they, I think with the Plymouth game, I think um, uh, Schumacher he, he he basically shook it up a bit. He, he played Cosgrove, who let's face it, was a bit of a game changer when he came on against us last week. He played well, him. Everyone from the start, plays big players when they play. Wickham, don't they as well? Yeah, yeah. So and he got up. To be fair, he got up and pegged the penalty, pegged the penalty away. Yeah, Derby's the one. You sort of, you, you sort of <laughs> think Derby a bit indifferent. Obviously, new manager now, but they win their game in hand. They'll have twenty points, so they've, they've got they've only played ten games. So, yeah, that was quite a decent win at Cambridge, which is never never the easiest place to go, is it? Um, but just, uh, just, yeah, let's just hope... one for you on Tuesday night as well. This kind of trilogy. Yeah. Look at that. Plymouth versus yeah. Sheffield Wednesday on yeah. Tuesday um, night. So the only other top six other than us, I think, is Bolton. Bolton are at Cheltenham. I think, two, yeah, I think so Alfie Mays won't be playing in that one as well. So you'd, you'd fancy, fancy that, another no, um, win, wouldn't you? Plymouth Chef Wed is a, is a interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, Bolton and... are kind of low key lurking, aren't they, Ben? I, I don't think. Yeah, Bolton. Just... Nothing about Ian Everett is low key. Well, no, yeah, the... fair no, point. But they, they're, they're, they're decent. They're still there, side, aren't they? they? Top six. I didn't think they were. Yeah, I think back, I thought um, they'd be just outside, but Bradley and Bradley is very, very good. Yeah, isn't he? yeah. and he got. Seems to have about five strikers as well, and yeah. a few players coming back from. I didn't know they had Bod Varson still. I mean, probably I did, but then he. <laughs> I didn't know he'd grown his hair out. I was like, "Who's that?" When he's when he's scoring the did goal. Did he not come on a sub against us? He probably yeah he did. What I mean is like it's just another striker off the bench for them. Whereas yeah yeah you know we we. We've got two, isn't it, at the moment, I think. So three, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think what it speaks to when we're talking about all of these oh, top of the table clash or what have you, it just speaks to the fact that, again, we've got this shelf in the middle. And then, I mean, you, you can name them all, can't you? Peterborough, Barnsley, Bolton, Sheffield Wednesday, Plymouth. We thought MK would be in there. We thought Oxford would be in there as well. Those two have tailed off. Charlton get going. They, you know, they, they can be good. The Derby... Barnsley, Winnersh, Dickcott, Bracknell, Taplow. I've got worried about MK fire. Dons. I mean, they've admittedly got two goals back oh, to what, that game. In terms of that, they're going to struggle. I thought, yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I don't think they'll be in and around it, will they? No, no but I, I mean, I worry that they might be even. It might be even a relegation fight. Can't mm. defend. Defending yesterday. They've still got Iser and uh, McEachran will be got back some injuries, as, haven't they? But as well, yeah. Still. Um, I think. I, I think they'll be okay. But as we found out last year, this division does not accept you having a bad start. You then literally need like 2.4 points per game to get even close if you do have a bad start. I mean, that, yes, result, flattered, that result flattered them a bit yesterday. I think they it scored did. two goals yeah, in I 90 did. minutes, didn't they? But if I you're agree. a dysfunctional, nice, attractive passing team, as opposed to a moderately dysfunctional long ball team, I think you get punished more if you're the former than the latter at this level, given what we were talking about in terms of the nature of the teams that succeed at League One level. So, yeah, a little bit worrying for them. Right, let's do some Q and A. So get your questions in. We've got loads of them. Um, what should we say to the boys here? We'll give them, what, 20 seconds to answer each question. And, and I don't need an answer from both of you. All right. Are you ready for this? 
Um, Andrew Pearson, David Diamond. Uh, at this stage, do you think we need to sign anyone in the next transfer window? Yes, probably. Depending on had me, probably I'd like to see another striker coming in. Um, um, yep. Uh, Chris, do we get to meet BB at the live event? At the moment, you don't, sadly. I think I'm going to be working on the ITV um, thing. Hopefully, I'll get cancelled or something and I'll, I'll be at the event. But uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a great Podcaster asks to be cancelled. <laughs> it's going to be... It's going to be I'll, I'll say something not controversial and be cancelled <laughs> at all. Uh, moving on, Richard. Uh, Mark, uh, do we have the funniest problem of being so good our players switch off from not having a lot to do? Uh, hence, um, oh. hence our goals at the side. I don't know what that means, that, that end bit. Um, I know what he's saying there, Richard, in, in terms of um, that concentration and having a lot of the ball. Does, does, that, does that become an issue? I, I think he maybe he's alluding to that long ball and the first goal in the pen at the weekend. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, we, we've, we've long talked about League One players. They do have a, a little, if, if they were top quality and were on it 90 minutes, they wouldn't be playing in League One, if we're honest. So there is always going to be an error in there, isn't there? But, you know, we have to kind of, we have to look at the opposition sometimes as well. They um, they unpick the lock, as it were. But yeah, um, maybe maybe there is a bit of complacency. I don't know, but it's it's human nature, isn't it? So I'm just going to scroll down. A legend in the chat there. That is Nappers, an outstanding is it? Brilliant. blogger and a, and a ah, friend of mine. Vote for him in the FCAs. I think oh, yeah, yeah. Most definitely, yeah. Do go and, do go and yeah, check him lad. out. That guy has built a hell of a following, following Fleetwood. Uh, yes. yeah, and I love his, his video from last season, the 2-1. Yeah, I know he wouldn't have liked it, but yeah. it's nice to see the North End jumping in the 2-1 last-minute winner <laughs> against Fleetwood. Um, Balls, Ben, when we get promoted, we'll be playing Norwich next season. Oh. I don't think oh, no. so moving on uh norman given our growing list of injuries do you see us i normal i think dave covered that in the last one but <laughs> thank you for your question dave i'm definitely going to let you answer this one and not richard uh don't forget your can i have your shirt rich signs if you're going to <laughs> we, we endorse that don't we dave and, yeah absolutely, absolutely. Um, if you I do think bring that, a sign richard has to give you a shirt immediately at that point immediately in the you agree, dave? yeah yeah rich said he'll give you that black one behind him Oh, yes, which is hiding in there, the beautiful... Um... Legally, can we just... just... <laughs> no. Well, we, what I will say is I would expect we'd have giveaways on the night, by the way. Um, if you... Yeah, if you... I mean, no one wants to see me take my shirt off, let's be honest. <laughs> I, I kind of do now, and I want, to, I want to see the guy bring the sign, so I'm, I'm putting it out there. Um, Ramo in the room. Uh, feel bad for Jackson. Does he also, does he also miss out on Tuesday? I think, and I don't want to come across like I'm bashing the, the question there from Ramo, I think we need to move away from this and say there's 50 games if we actually do something in the Papa. Don't feel bad for someone that gets rotated out. He, he's got a job to do. Richard mentioned he's going to be in away games. Um, we may well see him on Tuesday. If McKenna's doing his job right with the man management and the wins keep coming... It won't be a problem leaving leaving people out, Dave. Do you agree? I'd, 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 yeah, I'd, I agree. I'd, I'd say we'd more likely perhaps see him at Morecambe on Saturday. Okay. Um, David, will I meet you? Go- yes. We're all going to meet you and David Absolutely. after all your super chats. <laughs> Take you for dinner. With loads of merch. <laughs> uh, Richard, uh, this is from Rob. Of the teams we've played so far, in fact, the one, let's all have a go at this one. This is a good one. Ooh. Who do you think will end up in the oh, in the other automatic... I'm going to rephrase that. That sounds a bit a bit too confident. That from from Rob. Um, so, uh, who who are you seeing being amongst the highest challenges, Rich? I uh, 
I look at Plymouth and I look at Sheffield Wednesday and I think there is a bad run in their waiting to happen. But I think the top eight is basically the top eight now. I'd be really surprised if someone goes on a surge Don't and breaks Peter into that. Don't you could win like nine games out of 12 and score 45 goals? And maybe my point goes both ways on that res- in that respect as well, you know. Um, I think maybe I underestimate Plymouth. So I will stick... Maybe got, Plymouth. I'm higher on Plymouth Rich than Sheffield Wednesday. I yeah, I, I agree with that. And, and Wednesday then, got a better squad, but I think Plymouth are better coached. I, I think Plymouth have got it. F- yeah, and in terms of the attacking teams that we were talking about playing passing football, they are in there as well. Uh, maybe Barnsley might sneak in. They just Barnsley. feel really consistent at this Barnsley. point. Yeah. Yeah, they're what the form side. They and Plymouth are the two form sides at the, yeah. At the moment. Yeah. Dave Pompeil keep churning out no I think yeah, I, I think you're right you know we, we were very good yesterday so I think yeah um, I won't be too disparaging about them you know because look at the team and, and you're right quite rightly said the squad they've got yeah they'll they'll be they'll be there um, right sorry where did I go I scrolled down there Mullet Dave do we rest anyone against Cambridge to give them a week to get ready for Morecambe or just carry on I think we do one we? I, you know what the one I thought he went down a couple of times yesterday. It was Davis when he went down, and then he then he got clattered, I think, by Dale, and he went down. I mean, he saw the game. No, he didn't see the game out. He was placed just before the end, almost right at the end, by Vincent Young, wasn't he? Um, maybe I don't, I don't know. Depending on what on what you know on on how on how he you know got over yesterday, but other than that, didn't seem to be any other one. Any other. Others carrying injuries, did it? I didn't really see that. Um, I'd, yeah, I I'd, I'd think Ladapo starts. Ladapo certainly starts, I think, on Tuesday. Um, and yeah, I mean, the rest, just who knows, really? <laughs> who Rich, knows? I think we've got to get used to this rotation now, haven't we? I've even I I checked in with a Mark Bonner interview. I mean, um, even he on. was talking about in terms, and we've got way more resources than than Cambridge. That's not being cocky about it. He was talking about rotating eight players across for his front four. I'm sure that rotation involved Jack Lancaster definitely starting at Portman Road as well. But I think we kind of got to get got to get used to this now, haven't you? That it is going to be back and forth, particularly with the likes of John Jules and, and Jackson and maybe like Dave says, wing backs where there's a lot of physicality. Yeah, and it, and it, the the good thing is the rotation isn't arbitrary. You know, it's it's not like, well, I'm just going to rest eight players or a load of players because they, they, you know, they, you know, ran through brick walls for me on Saturday. You know, the rotation is tactical when McKenna does it. You know, maybe I'm blowing smoke a little bit here, but our our front, our, you know, our front options, and Edwards has now played himself, you know, to be a real, you know, selection option in that number ten role potentially. So, you know, if you wanted to give him some minutes because he's earned it, you know, Don Ball could come in, and I don't think we would lose anything as a result of it. So. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm I'm quite happy with it. And as I mentioned before, if, if we're rotating and it's not affecting us, the opposition aren't ready for it, then, you know, bring it on. You know, the only worry with Davis is that if he doesn't, say, yeah, he did, he did go down a couple of times yesterday. The only thing with Davis is that, unfortunately, Lee, Lee's out for a, a good while and you lose that, you know, you lose that balance, don't you? But, yeah. Um, can I just take this one from Norman um, with my championship hat? I'm seeing how last season's promoted teams oh, are doing we, in the championship. No. How do you think the current squad would do? Norman, do check in each month because don't expect Rotherham, uh, Wigan. Who else went up? Sunderland. Uh, Sunderland will probably stay stay the course, I think. But um, Rotherham, you know, have had a great start. Wigan are the best away team 
in the division and a much smaller squad wise. And you've got a few odd bods. Coventry won't still be in the bottom three. If West Brom and Middlesbrough are still in the bottom three, well, managers will be gone within the next few weeks as as yeah. well. Um, and I don't suspect Hull, unless their owners are complete, going to be a complete train wreck will stay down there. So just keep your eyes on that, Norman. I know it looks like they're all flying at the moment and they've sure. got a bit of momentum, but expect the trend to be, other than maybe Sunderland, uh, expect the trend to be down, Dave. Surely Steve Bruce is on borrowed time, isn't he? I know, I know, I know he wasn't yeah. one of the promoted, but crikey, yeah. Not popular, mm. is he? No. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm 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 all over it. I I, I expected him to, to do well, and I'm being very wrong yet again. But remember, this is the guy who predicted Huddersfield. I saw your comment. Was it Thursday? When that, last was it Thursday when the whole manager got canned? You said, "Just give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> give me some. Give me some." Well, I was, do you know, I was, all, I was all prepped for Mark Bonner going to Rotherham, and yeah. it's like, right, I've got all this prepped. Oh no! Right, we're going to get Watford fire their manager, and then Hull fire their see, manager. Um, so. See, Wolves sack manager today. No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah it's going to be carnage Ooh. in October. Gone, Lug's gone. Yeah, oh, well, about three... four managers who are long overdue a sacking. Yeah, pre World Cup. He's one of them. Yeah. Right, um, talk to me then. I know we'll um, probably go in a bit. Fa- oh no, actually, because it's a quick turnaround. Uh, talk to me about Cambridge then, um, Richard. And um, honestly, um, it would have been good news if Mr. Bonner had had gone ahead of this game. But they're good side, aren't they? So well organised. Yeah, and you know, tenth in the league. This really weird record. They got five wins and five defeats, one draw so far this season. Um, and you know, off the back of that defeat, we talked about to Derby. But they generally win the games they need to win. Um, probably better at home than they are away. Um, but Mark Bonner's got them, you know, really well drilled. And we need to reflect on the fact that they are the last team to beat us in the league at Portman Road. Um, so. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one, and and you know it's you know as much as we're all on the high after Saturday, if we don't put in a performance against Cambridge, kind of that win against Pompey doesn't really count a huge amount. You know, it's you know the psychological boost against the top six is great, but these are the teams last season, as we know, we were dropping points against. So you know, if we want to keep maintain that form, there's a, there's you know there's how many I'm trying to do my maths here eight minus twenty four minus one. You know, these are the teams that we need to be beating. Dave, they've got goals there as well, haven't they? Nibs and we know all about Lancaster off the front and Ironside and Smith always go through yeah, little purple nice. patches as well. I they? really like Ironside in the game against us at Portman Road. I think it was 1st of April, I think it was. Yeah, I mean, he, he was absolutely super. I mean, I know he scored the goal, but he was just a handful throughout. One in. And certainly one that had had we looked at him, um, you know, but, um you know, in pre-season and, and made it, you know, and perhaps gone for him. I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been too disappointed with that. I mean, I know some people out there, you see comments saying, well, he's not really that, he's not really what we want. He's not really up to what we want, but I think, I think he's, I think he's decent. So yeah. And it, it, do you know what? Bonner's almost got that us against them mentality there, isn't it? They are punching above their weight. They have got little resources. Um, and I, you know, I kind of, I kind of like that, you know, so yeah, we have got to be up for it on, uh, we've certainly got to be up for it on Tuesday. Cause Let's yeah, take it. could get Cool. Let's take a little look at the um, league table, which does make good reading. Uh, Plymouth, do you know what? Let's make that a little bit bigger. I mean, it's all those, again, we said this last season, it's all those greens in the top. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Yeah, there's, there's about eight teams who have won two on the bounce looking at that. But So, yeah, Plymouth out in front. And it's so hard to figure out how this can go because 
I mean, I'm about to say you can't get it where eight teams all go, but that's exactly what happened last season, didn't it? Um, you normally get two or three at most go go at the top, don't you? But so Plymouth on 25. But even looking at it now, um, well above the two points per game, which is fantastic. And um, I know the chat will probably shoot me down, but if it was six points across the next, always look at that. Joe Royal, two points per game, Dave. If it was six points, Cambridge, who is it? Cambridge, Morecambe, and then Mark Kennedy and uh, Lincoln, isn't it? You're then at 30 points from 14 games, which is... Yeah, it's still keeping that two-point. Yeah, you'd hope hope for a bit. You'd hope for seven, wouldn't you? I I think out of those three, I'd hope certainly hope for seven. Maybe I've been been a bit greedy there, but yeah, you would think so. I mean, what 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 you're seeing is the best... Here's the thing. What you're seeing is the best result for us, Plymouth, Chef Wed. What you're seeing is the best result for us there. If we're... we're, I'll I'll let Richard answer that in a sec, but if we're being very mentally strong here, Dave, irrelevant. We do ask... Yeah, no, good point. Two points per game, 92 points. Don't Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got a higher yeah. upside for Plymouth Rich than Sheffield Wednesday, so I'm kind of I'd like to see and, damage done. Damage done, and to also Plymouth, but. to date this season, they've been pretty dominant against the rest of the top six, haven't they? Or top eight? Are they playing at home, Plymouth? Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, it'd be interesting. We'll, we'll learn a lot, Rich, won't we? If Sheffield Wednesday go there and win, I'll, I owe Darren Moore an apology. Yeah, I'd be surprised to be honest if that happens, but bring it on. I mean, a draw would be fantastic. If if we win, we go we go back to the top of the league. We have got a, a two point gap. Is it? Is my math right? Two point gap on yeah. And then and we've and then we would have a three point gap on Sheffield Wednesday, wouldn't we? I think. So yeah, yeah. draw please. Yeah, and he's right, Dave, isn't it? It's it's taking those. Mick Mills always used to say it, didn't it? Taking those three pointers off off the table. You t- draws take points out of the pot, don't they? Yeah. Hundred percent. Right. Wonderful. Wonderful stuff. We are coming up the hour. Um, Richard, how did the ladies go today? You were there, weren't you? Yeah, three 0 uh, win. Very comfortable. Um, goals. Crawley. Uh, Crawley was it? Crawley really? wasps. Yeah, yeah another Crawley team with, named after an insect. Um, <laughs> unsavable penalty from Bonnie Horwood right in the corner. Smashed it in there. Fred Godfrey, the play we signed from Arsenal, was under twenty one. Joint registration. Really lovely cultured finish. And then Natasha Thomas um, with a header yeah, at the end. Play school, ops. Yeah. Play Oxford at next week is going to be a tough game, and I, and I need to say um, thank you. I need to blow my own trumpet. I was on the PA for the second half. Very That's long story, <laughs> but I was announcing the game second half, guys, the subs Get and the out. third goal. So uh, that was one of my bucket list kind of moments ticked off there. So thank you, <laughs> you, to are Get, did you. Did you get the subs right? Did you get the subs right? I was I'm, the pronunciation I basically, right. Basically, Kieran told me what to say, and I just said it. But um, it <laughs> probably took us half an hour to get the levels it, right. Me, then tell me that Sarah Bracera Carrera wasn't. Sub, She'd already was she? got off, thankfully. First <laughs> half. <laughs> That's, That's always a tricky one. That one always a tricky uh, guys. One. Thank you oh, so fantastic, much, mate. Good thank start. you so much for joining us uh, today. Thank you. It was Gary and David as ever in the uh, with the super chats. Very very kind. Before you go, make sure you hit the like button. Have a think about joining us over on Telegram. Great chat going there. The more points we get, the busier the chat gets, which is, uh, that's not true, is it? When, when we lose, it's very, very busy as well, isn't it? But uh, do come and join us over on Telegram and Blue Monday Live. Come and join us after the Cheltenham, is that the right fixture, Rich? The Cheltenham yep. game um, in December. Is that the right month? 
November 12th. November, I've got nothing written down. Saturday, here. 12th November. Like one job to do. One job. Oh, come on. I'm doing the whole desk. Yeah, it's nonsense, isn't it? Right. Thank you every much for watching. Every much. Thank you ever so much for watching. Um, <laughs> put me out of my misery here. Send Last for you, Dave. No, all I'd like to say is um, landline bingo rolls over for another two oh. or three days, possibly till Wednesday, maybe till next Sunday. So, all those who had. Um, obviously, I don't know. Right, I, think the most, I think it was eight forty-six was the most popular. <laughs> that rolls over. That rolls over for at least another week. Landline bing. Can we get a theme? The theme tune. Matt, it's going to be like the Euro. It's going to be like the Euro Million soon. It's going to be huge. I know Talking it. telephone numbers. It'll be like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Right. Thank you, everybody, for watching. This has been the Blue Monday podcast. We won a big game. God damn it. We'll see you next time. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.